Lucas, you're the one that told me that Will Ferrell was the the guy who started Funny or Die. Yeah, college. college humor. I don't think College Humor is Will Ferrell. I thought I thought it was the other way around. I mean, I'm looking at Wikipedia. Okay. And Josh Abramson and Ricky Van Veen, with help from developer Jakob Lodwick, started College Humor. Salt of the Earth. I don't Jakob see any, what a <laughs> any Will Ferrell. So. Wait, aren't they the same thing, though? I thought College Humor was part of Honey or Die. No. I did not think that. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, you might be thinking mm-hmm. that Dorkly is a part of College Humor. No, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew was like, I haven't thought of Dorkly ever, so... <laughs> Andrew, you might be thinking yeah, that right. Lowbrow is a part of Dorkly, which is a part of College Humor. What the fuck is Lowbrow? The studio behind Sonic I for Hire. I at least know it. Obviously. What? <laughs> Sonic. F- oh wait, is that the like eight bit cartoon where it's like Sonic is a lazy piece of shit that you tried to show me? <laughs> that I successfully showed you and made a huge impact on you. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, cl- clearly. <laughs> <laughs> and clearly, this is the sixty third episode of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast coming to you live on Sunday, August 25th, 2019. Today on the podcast, we have Ryan. Really, really glad we decided to hold off on uh, doing our fantasy football draft. Holtz. I say it every year. You do it either after the third preseason game or after the fourth, but never earlier. That's crazy. Because then... Because then Andrew Luck retires. Yeah, all sorts of shit breaks yep. loose. Lamar Miller tears his ACL. Things happen in the preseason. You got you got to yep. go after. For for a while, it looked like Cam Newton broke his foot, but I think he's going to be okay now. Regardless. But yeah, no, this this is fucking crazy. Speaking of, <laughs> I almost certainly would have drafted Andrew Luck and tried to take him late as a steal. Oh, he would not have fallen that far. He's like well, QB I, three the, or four right now. Well, he was my QB three, but I, with I the think injury, that's I thought AGP. a lot of people would fade him. Mm. But <laughs> His ADP hasn't fallen too far. You would not have been able to get him as a steal. I hate to bring it up, but did you guys see the OJ Simpson reaction? Mm. I've seen OJ Simpson no. react to a lot of things, but not this. Wait, have you? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Unfortunately, he keeps popping up. Usually just people that I follow, like, comment on it or, you know, say, like, why would we, you know, listen to you on this random subject? But, but yeah. I'm in the same boat, and the tweet I'm thinking of was O.J. Simpson. It was a a picture of him with, like, his hands exasperated on his head and the caption... Andrew Luck, why couldn't you have retired 90 minutes ago before I drafted you? What did I do to deserve this? That's not what he said <laughs> at all. The tweet is, Andrew Luck, you couldn't have shared that news before I drafted you an hour ago. All right. Hashtag Andrew Luck at Colts. <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for misremembering. I'm sorry for making it better. 
Yeah, it, that is a lot better. Yeah, it would have been funnier. Is a lot better. <laughs> this is honestly, they're saying it's an unfathomable reaction. Like, I don't know if it's mm. that crazy. Is it? Like, if it wasn't OJ Simpson, right? Would this be news? Like, people, I'm sure this. There have been a million other tweets. Like, I just drafted him. Yep. Like, they're, they're, WTF. Yeah, they're not yeah. saying, fuck you, Andrew Luck, you piece of shit. Like, they're just like... Well, some, pe- some, some people assholes. are saying that, but those those deserve that type of reaction. This is just like a casual, ah, man. No. Just drafted you. <laughs> and today we also have Andrew. No, we had a pretty good helm- uh, handle on the helmet situation the entire time. Media really overblew it. Clark. Don't you dare ever insinuate that I and John Gruden are the same person ever again. <laughs> to be fair, that was Mike Mayock, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know you guys love to hate John Gruden, but believe it or not, Mike Mayock is the one that said that. I mean, I, I do believe it. Yeah. He's a part of the Raiders organization. And therefore trash. Yes. And I am Lucas, Football Saturday Derider. Yeah, boy, this is becoming a football podcast. Better better watch out, weebs. Yeah. <laughs> Lucas is into fantasy football now. I mean, we don't even need to talk about anime sex games and yeah. weird shit Lucas always brings in. <laughs> we can talk about football. Look, I was trying to be a good friend... I realize we're going pretty deep into some shit right out of the gate with this podcast. So I thought if I started someplace familiar for you guys, that would soften the blow. Or or is it just going to give you well, more whiplash? Well, I mean, in both situations, you are the person that is, like, initiating what we are talking about. And if you really cared about Ryan and I, he would just not bring in the anime sex stuff. For what it's worth, you guys have talked way more about anime sex than I have so far in this podcast. That is true. Is that true? (laughs) I haven't brought it up at all. You you guys Mm. are the one. Really wish that we had fans right now so that they could make a humorous, I've never talked about anime sex, and then, like, cut cut together some weird... Oh, Stuff I'm sorry. I, about. I was thinking... I mean, we could do that. I was thinking this episode. No, I don't know about the entirety of the podcast. I don't know what the average oh, is. Oh, that's what I was referring oh, okay. to. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, no, no. I was like, I don't know if that's true, Lucas. But, no, that's fair. This episode, you're right. You haven't. But, I think it's time for our news of the week. What's going on, Lucas? <laughs> what news do you have this week? Anime sex game, Love Cube, and custom order made 3D2, It's a Night Magic. Goddamn that title. Uh, were two of the best-selling games on Steam in July. Yeah. Does it that say, is like, a hell what, of a name. Does it say what they are? Um, are they, like, number two? I th- I'm guessing they're not that high. Uh, oh, you mean what they're ranked, like not what the yeah. mechanics of the games are? Okay. Yeah, no, I don't care about what the game is. <laughs> I know, I know. If you if you've seen one anime sex game, you've seen them all. Are we talking like RTS? Are we talking about JRPG? No, nope. <laughs> we know what they are. It's a visual novel 
where you press yep. the A button a lot. I mean, the first one is. The second one, it's more of like a Sims character building thing. Hmm. And there's no cutscenes. I mean, there are, where, but... Where you hit the A button a lot. <laughs> um. Yeah, I wish I knew how high they were. I don't know, is there like a rank? Mm, I don't remember that from my read-through, and skimming through it now, I'm not... I'm not seeing it. What if it's like number oh, two of I the top-selling games, like number 238? So it's top 20, it looks like. And it looks like Custom Order Made 3D2 is number 20, assuming that they're in order. Mm -hmm. But I guess I don't know if they are. No, they're ordered by release date. Oh. So I don't know. They're just in the top 20. Of, of releases, by the way. Right. So like of games that released in July... They're the top 20, but, like, in reality, GTA Five probably crushed them all, like, <laughs> Skyrim, all that shit. And those games are six years old. No, way more, yeah. No, it's ugly. I mean, I'm not saying, like, this is uh, an example of, yeah, the economics of video games are changing rapidly. I just think <laughs> that... It's it, weird. Yeah, it is weird, and also... I, you know what, Lucas? I appreciate that, because I also think this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Steam is going to have a monopoly on the sex games market with if the Epic Store refuses to sell porn games. They've put that out know. there. That uh, I think it was like some kind of condescending way they were saying it. Like, we're only going to have real games on our platform, or something in that vein. That, I mean, I... Is that pretentious? Yes. It, is that a reach? No. Like, these are not real games, Lucas. I, what is a real video game yeah. to you, Andrew? I think they belong you in know, their own category. I, it's, it's like the I know it when I see it sort of thing. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Whenever people have to fall back on that, it's like, come on. Andrew, is Pong a real video game? Yes. What? Wow. Wow. I would say that these games probably have more mechanics than Pong. I would agree. I would not. Then you haven't even seen one of them be played because you gotta like give people the right gifts and choose the right dialogue options on dates. Andrew is that's way more than Pong. Is Candy Crush a video game? Yes. Then how can you not consider Honey Pop a yeah. real video game? <laughs> it's the same thing. Uh, Ooh, he's got you there. You have the logic, but I have the feeling. I, it, I, I have my moral outrage. <laughs> Porn is... Do do all the things you say make sense? Quotation marks? Yes. Do, do you have evidence? Quotation marks? <laughs> yes. Do I know in my heart oh my what's real and what's not? Yes. I, do I know in my heart of hearts that these things are wrong? And immoral and... Not what God intended. Oh, wow. When he said, and on the eighth day, let there be video games. I don't, I don't know if you mm. want to use that argument. That's going to take you to some dark places. If you go, yes. go to what God intended. All I'm saying, porn is still media. And the longer we treat it as not being that, it's being its own weird thing. The harder it is to scrutinize it and... Make it a better place for all involved. I mean, my argument there 
and I, I'll leave it at this, you know, conceding the fact that you guys have won. But like, I'm not <laughs> saying, I'm not saying porn is not media. I'm saying that porn is not video games. You're, you're correct. Like literal video pornography is not video games, but these video games that happen to have sex scenes in them are yes, video games. But my argument is that it's it's not a video game with a sex scene in it. It's porn. I don't Never know. Never mind. Why, yeah, I don't right. know why they can't exist at the same time. <laughs> um, and in a similar vein, uh, adult games platform. So it looks like Steam isn't going to be a total monopoly. Uh, Nutaku well, expands its layout and products to better cater to uh, serve women and LGBTQ plus individuals. Um. Yeah. But- Seeing that there's like filters and shit. Oh, <laughs> someone's not happy. Ooh. Um, that sounds close. Yeah. I believe that was a neighbor's dog. Ah, uh, in an apartment complex? Oh no! In uh, I'm I'm in a house, like ah. out, usually indoor, sometimes outdoor dog next door. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Nice. Wait, uh, so they they just divided the LGBTQ porn separate from the other porn, and is they just there, added is more else going filters, on? more filters, more categories, so it's easier to find that stuff for people who are interested. And according to Nutaku's numbers, is it is serving. Said said better serving women in LGBTQ. Uh, are they saying that they just want to like make it more accessible to them, or is this supposed to be like? Are they saying it's an empowering move? Uh, yeah, it sounds kind of segregating almost. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just me. I, I thought it, I read it as more. Like if you don't want to see the gay stuff, go here. I don't know. Or the opposite. Like they won't put yeah. it on the home page, and the only way to find it is to search for these specific filters. I read it more as they were adding further categories to make it more discoverable for people looking for that kind of content. That is the benevolent interpretation. Mm-hmm. But if you are a... Or know, it's capitalism. Yeah. If you're someone who's hesitant to accept anything, oh. then you find the sneaky way that they're doing things. Okay, okay. Also, For the next couple I... of months, all of us explore LGBTQ uh, porn video games on Yutaku get our own impression of it, then we reconvene and uh, see if they held up to their word. Nothing... I I don't care how the creator of the website pronounces it. I don't care how you pronounce it, Lucas. Nothing you say will ever make me believe it's not pronounced just nut-taku. There's not two T's. There are two T's. Nut-taku. I I said, I don't don't care what you say. I don't care about your facts. It's nut-taku. I know what I know. It's not new-taku. It's nut-taku. Nut nutaku. It's got nut in it. I don't know. Ah. <laughs> like orgasm. All right, going from. I don't care what you'll say, Lucas. <laughs> it's kataku. <laughs> kataku. <laughs> I don't, I don't care, care what, what you, you say. say. I know that the earth is not getting hotter. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, no. It's natural. It happens all the time. It's summer. Of course it's hot. Oh, God. I brought a snowball into 
into Congress. Mm. Therefore, there's no global warming. Mm. <laughs> GameStop lives over uh, lays off over 100 people, including almost half of Game Informer staff. So, like, oh, it's at its corporate headquarters. Yeah, and like office, like corporate employees. I was like, I mean, like, there's a lot of GameStop employees. Right. It's like 100 people doesn't seem like a lot. Yeah, no, this was uh, managerial level, and I believe uh, earlier in the year they had let go some regional managers and then uh, condemned, or mm, they they decided that the regional managers they were keeping on were going to cover a bigger area than what they had previously. I'm going to guess that you guys are upset about this. Um, you guys. I'm a little upset about the Game Informer thing, which I always thought, other than, you know, a game space that is GameStop, uh, GameStop owning Game Informer, if GameStop goes under, then Game Informer kind of goes under, and that is a really, I, I think, good publication for video games, and I'd be sad to see that go. That's fair. I was thinking of GameStop specifically. Right. Because I know, Lucas, you have nostalgia, and Andrew, you like physical media, so. Yeah, I, I don't really care for GameStop. Like, I, I know I, I like physical media, and you know, GameStop is pretty good for that, but they're also kind of a shit company, so. <laughs> I, uh... I, I never read Game Informer. I know a lot of people like it, so I'm sad about that, but doesn't really impact me personally. I love that the picture that they're using is like the release of Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> it's like, oh boy. He couldn't even find a more recent picture. <laughs> that, that game's 10 years old. There hasn't been a photograph taken in a GameStop in 10 years. Literally, Modern Warfare 2 came out in November of 2009. That game wow. is 10 years old. This was the final photo of GameStop. Yeah. It was never seen again. Think of like those employees in the picture what are they doing with their lives right now it's been 10 years since this picture was taken like they might well, have like families yeah they might, they might have like be climbing up the corporate ladder and they got families and mortgages like <laughs> it's weird weird to think about lots of people 10 years ago are now doing those things there you go uh, and then I guess the only other thing I have to say for this is that I think GameStop will bounce back. And putting my money where my mouth is, I bought 25 shares of GameStop stock. Ooh. It's not going to cost you much. Let's see this GameStop stock it, over the last I five bought years. It, it was $3.90 a share. Actually, can we go 10 years back? Yeah, we can. So when this picture was taken... <laughs> in November of 2009, their their stock was actually in a weird little lull mm-hmm. between 2008, which was I guess the crash, and 2013. Oh yeah, they got hit real hard with the crash. Yeah, but in November 2009, it was still 23.69, and it is now three dollars and eighty cents. Ooh, <laughs> and what did you say you bought it at, Lucas? Three dollars and ninety cents a share. Ooh, it's you lost some money, yeah. but already down. Also, it spiked in, like, 2013. What happened yeah. in 2013? November 1st, 2013, it was up to $55 a share. Wasn't that when, like, PlayStation 4 released? Oh, that might be it. Well, I thought that was earlier. But, 
Oh, yeah, 2013. November 15th of 2013. And then with the next generation of consoles coming out in the next year. Ah. Ah. Assuming they survive that long. Who do you guys think will buy uh, GameStop for probably like just as much as uh, <laughs> Tumblr? Comment in the uh, <laughs> video below. Carnival Cruises. Carnival Cruises. <laughs> There will be a GameStop on every Carnival Cruise. Yes. And consoles in every room. Also, to further legitimize my money decision, uh, I made this investment after finding out that uh, Michael Burry, the guy from The Big Short, uh, had invested a couple million dollars into into GameStop. Yeah, they do that mm. shit all the time. Where yep. they'll invest, and then people will be like, oh, I heard they invested. And then pull all their money out once the stock jumps because people heard that they invested, they so they invested. <laughs> big big name guys will absolutely leak that they invested in something to manipulate the market all the time, and it's super shady. Well, it got me it's to not buy quite insider but trading, not too many others because it went down. Oh, it might still go down. But Lucas, all you have to do is leak in your writing that you invested in GameStop, <laughs> and then all your readers will invest in GameStop, and then the price will go up and then you can pull out actually in hindsight i wonder if this limits my ability to write about gamestop in any capacity since i have a financial stake in it now i mean yeah that is a morally gray area but then again it's also only a hundred bucks so yeah i mean it might not be gray i'm assuming that journalists have owned stock in video game companies before it's probably precedent and like what you're supposed to do in that situation. I know Bruce Green is always very public with what he's invested in. <laughs> I invested in Nintendo. Please buy Switches. <laughs> and then next up, we have the lawsuit against Riot uh, by employees suffering under discrimination and sexual harassment has been settled for an undisclosed amount of money. Never is disclosed. I... What are your guys' feelings on that? Because I, I'm kind of going back and forth. That it's not disclosed? Yeah, I'm kind of going back and forth on whether or not it would be a benefit or a hindrance if, in these types of situations, the amount that the company paid to settle the suit was made public. I think it can go both ways because... If it is, if it ends up being a lot of money and it goes public, how much money that was, it can make the company look bad because you know they paid a lot of money to, you know, keep secret something that you know would be potentially damage damaging to mm -hmm. them. On the other hand, if it's a smaller amount of money than what the, you know, accuser was calling for, it would make their cause look invalidated to a point. So, I, I don't know which case this is, but I think it happens both ways pretty often. Mm. I mean, the, you know, the corporations oftentimes have more to lose. So, I'd say that if it ends up being larger amounts of money, they definitely are the perpetrators of keeping it secret and having everyone sign NDAs. But who knows? Ryan, you know probably more about this than I do. About undisclosed settlements? Well, no, just about, like, media and, ah, like, how that stuff operates. Um, yeah. 
you know, you pretty much nailed it from my understanding. I don't have a lot of Ryan, you've been involved in a lot of hush-hush lawsuits. <laughs> Tell me, not. how does it go? Uh, have not had any lawsuits, fortunately. Tell us. I've never had to file one either. Tell us Ryan's the exact dollar amount we would have to pay to get away with sexual harassment. No, what? Yeah, <laughs> that's not, or not we should be talking about. I wouldn't know. I don't know. That's that's always what these uh, you know these news stories where a company was really shitty to employees and then they just gave them money. How that reads to me, it's oh yeah, they can afford to be exactly as well. They well, can be as shitty as exactly as they can afford to be. I mean, but that's it what was the people lawsuit. are looking for. Yeah, yeah. The, the people wanted money. If if they wanted like actual consequences and everything, then they wouldn't be like signing NDAs and taking the money. Like the money is worth it to them, which is fair. Like they're right. within their rights to want that money. Yeah. So, yeah. Like if human beings, I guess, weren't the way that human beings are, then maybe companies couldn't pay their way out of lawsuits. But they can. Nah. Good to the right employees and good. Um uh, there was some labor organization behind this, uh, those staged walkouts, and power to them for doing all of that. It had to have been weird, and it's better for everyone, I think, that they did. So, awesome. Labor organization. I'm dickhead Presidente from Barstool Sports, and I say, <laughs> I'm going to fire you. <laughs> ah, call back to last week. Ha ha ha. Watch episode 62 of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast and everywhere podcasts are sold for free. <laughs> the local Walmart, Target, Best Buy, Quick Trip. Carnival Cruises. Carnival Cruises. <laughs> Why do we keep going back to Carnival Cruises? Did something happen? You can, you can get everything. I don't know. Carnival, Did Cruise. Carnival Cruise is like the fleet farm of the open sea. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, it, I think it's more like the Walmart of the open sea. <laughs> um, how's their stock doing? Ooh, not great today. Taking a big hit. Five, 5% hit today alone. Oh, really? Yeah. It peaked. Something happened? It peaked in 2017 at $66, and it is now down to twenty or 45 Nope, it was up to uh, $71 in 2018. Ah, I'm way zoomed out. I see it. Ooh. Ooh, the market is less elastic than it used to be. People don't want to pay to be on cruise ships where they get fucking bird flu. <laughs> What's their market cap? Um, $29.3 billion. Yeah, I'm seeing. It's taking a big hit. Back in the day, back in the glory days, is about fifty billion. Ooh, it's uh, it's rough. Almost half their company's value. Ooh, I. It'll happen to everyone eventually. They're the one. It'll happen to you. They're the one with Entropy their is the lawn of the universe. They're the cruise line where one of their boats sank a while ago, right? It didn't sink. It like like went aground, crashed a sort, yeah. <laughs> and they kind of flipped a little bit. Yeah. That that that'll put a dent in uh, put a dent in your bottom line. Wasn't their captain like just that trying was... to like pull a trick move or something and like wave at someone on shore? 
Yeah, yeah. Or was I thinking of a different being situation? A dickhead. Yeah, people died. <laughs> yep, but that was that was well before the the peak. That was in 2012. No. But, what? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. That was only a couple of years ago. Uh, the Costa Concordia disaster, the Italian cruise ship. That's that is what I was thinking of. Oh, that's so Costa Cruises. That's not oh, Carnival Cruises. Oh, my be. That's some, we're we're conflating a couple of cruise ship disasters. <laughs> Don't invest in Carnival Cruise. They're murderers. <laughs> I mean, they might be. I don't know. What's this Carnival Cruise one? Carnival Cruise Triumph. No, it's false. <laughs> a prank website said that a Carnival Cruise ship overturned, but really it was just using the Italian one. Oh. Well then. Who, be- who benefits from that? It's, it's like a prank website. Oh, okay. It's like when they tried to... What were they doing? They're doing, like, tree spiders or something. Popularizing the fact that there were, like, tree spiders that were, like, as big as dinner plates that would, like, drop on people's heads. I don't know, man. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Shit's weird. Or tree octopus! Yep. <laughs> That's what, what it was. The tree octopus! It was, like, some prank circulated on the internet, like... Kind of in the semi-early days, popularizing the tree octopus and like making it seem legit. <laughs> same vein, dumb. same vein of you uh, swallow set, uh, like eight spiders every year in your sleep. Yeah. Pacific or Northwest the, tree octopus, or the camel spiders out in Afghanistan and Iraq that are the size of dogs. The original website's still up. Save the endangered Pacific Northwest tree octopus from extinction. <laughs> they just photoshopped an octopus into a tree. <laughs> and everyone's like, holy shit. It's actually a pretty good looking website for a website from 1998. I mean, like, I'm assuming it's been updated, but still. It's hmm. pretty good. Did you guys ever hear about those, like, giant spiders out in the Middle East that U.S. soldiers would always talk about? I mean, like... Yeah, like every single U.S. soldier would talk about these giant fucking spiders. The camel yeah, spiders, spiders like yeah. yeah, and I know that like they have been found to be pretty big, but like but not like they as always... big as they claim. Yeah, yeah. I remember there was a a veteran friend of my family who came back and he's like, "Jesus Christ, man, those fucking spiders." Yeah, I I remember one a veteran from the Iraq War came to visit my elementary school, and he said that they were driving along in a Humvee. And their Humvee hit a hit something like a bump, and they got out and like it was it was a giant spider like as big as the tire. <laughs> I don't think it's true, but no. that's what he told us. <laughs> I mean, fog of war, man. I suppose. Have you guys ever seen that video of that giant alligator on the Florida golf course? Yeah, yeah. That is that looks fake or is scary. that real? No, that's that totally real. That's like they, there's a lot of videos of that same alligator because it's not like sneaky. <laughs> You know? <laughs> it can't be. Yeah, like, yeah, everyone's just, just like, oh shit, there's that alligator again, because it just kind of oh, wanders yeah, around. This, this is a big fucking boy. No, it's a dinosaur. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's just a straight-up dinosaur. It looks like it's, like, 20 feet long. Like, it's unbelievable. It's, it's named Chubbs. <laughs> yeah. From Happy Gilmore. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Look at it next to the sand bunker. Like, it's like... Half the size of the sand bunker. How tall do you think it is? It feels like it's the top of the alligator. Feels like it's like five feet off the ground. 
crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, and it's always super casual. It's always just like, usually it'll like start to walk and then it'll kind of like lay down, just like take a break. <laughs> awesome he's old i mean he said he's like 45 years old yeah because they keep growing yeah. right mm-hmm. i mean if you lived most of your life never seeing anything bigger than you i i, I, so I think like you'd be pretty chill long. 15 feet long <laughs> oh my god it's uh it's pretty large that's three that, that's almost three of me <laughs> It is. Math. <laughs> Doesn't look real. It always looks like a bit of a... A bit of a joke. And then we got Pokemon Masters coming out on August 29th. I'm definitely going to... Which is also a bit of a joke. Wow. <laughs> J- Had to get that segue in there. Ew. Fair enough. I, I will report back on whether or not it's a joke. Anything happened hey, to an intern wrote this article. Wait, what? I was going to the bylines now because I feel I'm so suspicious of you. Yeah. <laughs> Every article is just Lucas's article. I mean, I wouldn't put it past you, which is fair enough. I mean, I didn't. But yeah, in the byline, it's an intern. Yeah. They didn't pay her for this article. <laughs> Probably. And this is Eurogamer. Do you ever write for Eurogamer? I have not. Is, is it in Europe? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's Eurogamer. I, sure. Andrew was like, you ever write for Eurogamer? So I thought maybe it had like a U.S. branch. I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, like, I assume, you know, it's the internet. I, I thought anyone could write for Eurogamer, but they're based out of Europe. I uh, mean, they do let Western folks write for them, but I... I, I, I haven't it's, it's seen... It's very classic European, and they, they, they really want to gatekeep it. They yeah. don't let anyone that's not European in. I refuse to add a U every time I write the word color, okay? It's just a different difference of ideologies that keeps me from working there. That's all. Yeah, that's the differing ideology yeah. from us in Europe. Uh, also, I didn't include anything I wrote this week because I assumed that you guys don't really know what monster rancher is i know monster, monster hunter Ran- yeah yeah monster what is monster rancher uh monster rancher is i know slime rancher a series that came uh, like I, I think it was yeah playstation one like started with playstation one games uh kind of like pokemon but instead of like uh battling monsters it's more focused on raising them and its claim to fame was that you would be able to unlock and get special monsters faster by putting uh, CDs and other video game discs into no, your PlayStation article. 1 while you were playing. Like Pokeballs. Sure. Well, I found your article. Yeah. Here it is. I've heard of Slime Rancher, and I've heard of Monster Hunter. So I'm going to imagine a game that is a combination of Slime Rancher and Monster Hunter. You're not that far off. Not bad. Anything happened in TV? No. <laughs> Are we Not really. I mean I mean D23 happened this weekend which Yeah. We'll get to so they 
announced a whole bunch of different stuff regarding Disney Plus. But yeah, do we have it in us to talk about Spider Man? Yeah, we should address it. Yeah, who who wants we to spearhead this? <laughs> As the biggest fans of Spider-Man, it would be terrible yeah, fa- if we didn't bring it up. The fans need to hear our, you know, take on it. It's important. The listeners mm. need to know. So I'm, I'm sure that you, as the listeners out there, have not heard it at this point because it's very obscure. Oh, yeah. But uh, looks like Spider-Man will be leaving the MCU. Lucas, give us some details. Oh, boy, putting this one on me. Um, so... <laughs> What this happened earlier this previous week, uh, where it kind of came out. I think it was maybe leaked by Disney, uh, from what I've seen, that uh, Disney and Sony were renegotiating uh, how how Spider-Man would be in the MCU, since Sony still owns the rights or the film rights to Spider-Man, and. Yeah, they couldn't reach an agreement, so then Spider-Man's leaving the MCU. And for a while, it seemed like that might not be the case. They may have reached an agreement, but yeah, doesn't... It, the situation, as I understand it right now, is that Tom Holland still gets to be Spider-Man. There's going to be another Spider-Man Tom Holland movie with all of those same characters, except now they can't really mention the uh, MCU at all, which is going to be a little tough with where they kind of left that series. Um, And yeah, it made Tom Holland's presence at D23 super awkward. Is that a fair summary of the situation? Yeah. I don't know why he went to D23. I think he was contractually obligated. I don't think he's an employee of Disney, though. I think he's employed by Sony, technically. I believe that, too. Yeah, but... He he probably signed on to be there, though. I mean, because, like, it's not a contractual obligation, but it's, like, an event thing. Like, his agent probably had If I was his agent, I would be like, um... So we don't really work for you anymore, like, at all. I'm going to go ahead and say that this is going to be weird. But interesting. And I it I mean this could very well turn out just to be Disney negotiating in public. Like them trying to get fans riled up and put pressure on Sony to turn Disney even into even more of a monolith, but I this is bonkers and I, I, I always had it in my head that this was going to happen eventually, but I didn't think it would happen so soon into Tom Holland's contract. Yeah, it sounds about right for me. Yeah? When they first announced that we were striking a deal, I'm like, it is going to last exactly as long as that deal's terms work. Because there's no way that uh, both sides are going to be content with their share of the booty by the... By the end of this, I was—I didn't realize the deal had a date on it. It, it was my understanding that it was X number of movies, and uh, I thought that was the same as. Well, it was—it was X number of movies for Tom Holland, but because Sony owns the rights to Spider-Man, that deal was with them, not with Disney. Yeah, I guess I. I 
I guess in my mind, I just assumed those were the same number, you know? We're going to get this actor down for the same number of movies that we can make with Disney. And I guess that didn't add up. Or I don't, maybe somebody tried renegotiating, and that's why this whole thing fell apart. When do you think Tom Holland is going to graduate high school in Spider-Man? He's getting a little... I don't know. A little, a little old. Yeah, a little old for that, maybe. I, I don't think this is a spoiler. Uh, apologies if it is. But yeah. Far From Home kind of goes out of its way to show off how hot Tom Holland is. And mm. that's a little weird when he's playing a 16-year-old. I can agree. Yeah. Even though Tom Holland is starting to get up there in years. <laughs> he's, he's an old he's man. He's almost yeah. old enough to drink. He's older than me. What? Is he really? Yeah. Tom Holland is younger than us. Okay. Sure. It, I, you can believe that. Am I wrong? Heard. You are wrong. I, I apologize. He's like a couple weeks older than me. Tom Holland age. Why did that autofill to age 15? Oh, 23 years. <laughs> June 1st, 1996. <laughs> yeah. That uh, was June 13th, 1996. Oh. Sounds like a lot of people wanted to see what Tom Holland looked like as a, like, tweener. As a 15-year-old. Yeah. That's weird. It's a little strange. Mm. I mean, that's when his acting career took off, so maybe that's what it's from. I don't know. And that is taking us into the other category. Uh, former editor and chief of Deadspin, Megan Greenwall, left uh, the site with a fantastic post criticizing the new CEO, Jim Spanfeller, and his efforts to change the company and other safety practices in the world of digital media. I Wait, so she posted it to Deadspin? As her farewell post, yeah. And they didn't, like, take it down? I, they let that happen? Yeah, they just allowed that to be published? They have a pretty strong union, so editorial, or, I'm sorry, uh, owners are not allowed to pull that down. Really? Yeah. Sports writers, sports comedy writers have a really strong union? I, actually, the, um, I, well, I forget technically what they're called now, uh, I, I let's just go with, uh, Gizmodo. The Gizmodo collection of sites has a pretty strong union. Okay. Yeah. And I appreciated this. Just, you know, seeing in the news how uh, how Jim Spamfeller, uh, who I believe is of... He used to be in a leadership position at Forbes. How he has been putting out some trying to enact some policy that really goes against what makes the Gizmodo collection of websites so great. Um, this dude would absolutely fire Tim Rogers from Kotaku if Gizmodo did not have such a strong union. And as somebody who enjoys Tim Rogers shit, even though it is not designed to be super popular internet content, I, I'm, I'm glad. I, I'm glad that uh, this union is not just being steamrolled. Got it. Okay. Huh. Well, that is interesting. I always assumed that they could just 
take it down. <laughs> Not if you got a strong union. Yeah? I guess? I don't know. I don't know how that works. So, like, you have a strong union, and as such, they'll sue you if you take down an article? Or, like, what's... What does that mean? Well, it would be... Because they have a... Uh, it is a part of their contract that they agreed to that. Yeah, that doesn't really seem that like seems something. Dumb. That, <laughs> like, oh yeah, by the way, you have no control over what goes on the website. Yeah, on your um, website, like only your employees get to decide, and the people who actually own it don't have any say whatsoever. I mean, doesn't it get into a weird ethical area immediately if? Uh, the businesses who own these journalistic outlets are can, can decide, hey, if you publish this piece of news, we will lose money, so you're not allowed to publish this piece of news. And I think... Yeah, but I've just assumed that that's literally happened since the dawn of time. <laughs> like, if every single movie about journalism absolutely has that as one of the plots. Is, like, the people upstairs saying you can't publish this, and they find a way to circumvent the system and publish it not just like oh yeah they agreed to just let us publish whatever we want and that's totally within our power and if they uh take it down then we'll fuck them over with lawsuits <laughs> that that does not seem like the normal standard in my view of how journalism works <laughs> but in this go. case that way around it is a strong union i mean like, she also could have tweeted it, too. Like, it's not like the message would have... Dis they couldn't delete a tweet or a blog post or anything else like that. Right. That's why I always assumed that they would have the ability to do that. <laughs> Take it off their own platform. Like, their platform literally has this article ripping it to shreds. <laughs> published by one of the most prominent employees on that platform. <laughs> like, Former employee now. Seems strange. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She doesn't even work there anymore. <laughs> like... <laughs> she's not even what are the rights i don't know how any of that works that's wild to me that that's something that you can do what if what if someone like as they left the company just revealed like a, a nazi streak and just posted a bunch of hate speech all over their website they couldn't take it down that's crazy <laughs> i mean I think that would be a decision of the editor, uh, editor-in-chief. Does this, does this content meet our uh, journalistic standards? But she's the editor-in-chief. Yeah, she was. Who then left. So the new editor-in-chief could take this down if they wanted to, and that yes. would be fine? Although it, it, it is incredibly... <laughs> that doesn't seem like how it's going to work. I mean, like, clearly it hasn't been taken down because we're looking at it. There might not be a new editor-in-chief yet. Yeah. Why would it, why would someone want to be the editor-in-chief of a news magazine but, that's been ripped I mean, to shreds? Because like, it's the still deadspin, and they're not ripping no apart the editor-in-chief in a journalism, you know, site. Someone fills that role, you know, with the power, even if they're not the editor-in-chief. Like, someone has the ability to do the things the editor-in-chief has. It's not like if the editor-in-chief quits this building burns to the ground so who hires the new but, editor-in-chief I'm, I'm guessing the, the the owners the leadership yeah so what if the owners had hired an editor-in-chief that 
you know, they, they said, yeah, I'll take that article down. Well, in this and situation, that's their main criteria. the union would also have to agree to whoever takes on the position. Really? What? Yeah. You know, really? That's, that's not how unions work. <laughs> I don't think that's how unions I, work either. For this union, it is. <laughs> Are you sure? Like, do you work for them? Do you know this? I. That doesn't sound right at all. It. I mean, they're not. Obviously, the people. And just to clarify, I want to say that, like, this piece is not tearing apart Deadspin. It is tearing <laughs> apart the company that purchased Deadspin and the Gizmodo suite of sites recently. I, I yeah, think it goes owners, out of its way to say. The owners of Deadspin. Sorry? That's what I'm saying. The owners of Deadspin. Okay. Like the people that own. I, I understand. Well, but it's it, not particularly critical of that, of their news magazine, like, of their. But the company that owns them and the company that, in theory, Deadspin is going to become, like, the, if if this guy's really hell-bent on, like, making all these changes, it's going to happen, and that's what Deadspin's going to be. So, then would you really want that to be on your platform? Like, oh, look, yes, she was right. <laughs> this is how this company is. It's shitty and managed like a pretty, uh, I don't know corporate style environment i don't know if it's maybe like they have the power to take it down and they aren't going to because they think it would make them look bad to do that i don't think they have the power to take it down that just doesn't make any sense yeah, it doesn't either to me you guys know it's pretty common for the finance side of an outlet and the journalistic side of the outlet to have well, no but we're overlap, not talking about right? the finance side. We're talking about the the, the ownership. Owner. We're talking about the executives. Jim Spanfeller, apparently, <laughs> like the guy. We're not talking about this. We're not talking about this. We're talking about this. You you might totally be right. I'm way out of my depth. It just doesn't I mean, sound right. I mean, like right a, to again, me. you know, it is still there. Like it has not been taken down. So either they chose not to take it down, or they can't. One of those are the two. Or options. they're in the process of getting it taken down. I guess when, when that's that's what I, it's Friday. It's, like this yeah. is only two days old. Oh, yeah. So that's no, what no. I was thinking is oh we got to get that new editor in chief who what a, is what on a, our what side. The ownership is just really not involved, and they don't know it's there. <laughs> that actually sometimes is the case. Don't don't ever chalk up to um fuck what's the saying? Don't chalk up to evil what could be easily chalked up to incompetence or something like that. Like it's 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 pretty accurate if that's in my not, experience. If that's not the saying of 2019, I don't know yeah. what is. Um, fuck. <laughs> hey hey guys, how long do you think you would get kicked off a of Twitch if you said America deserved 9/11? Me personally, like <laughs> no time instantly. What what if you're like a dude though? What what if you're a person on the platform? I am a dude. Oh, <laughs> like a a popular streamer. Like a person of note. Yeah, I don't know. A little bit for them to talk and be like, "Is this all right?" Yep. It it, it was a Is weird. that right? Young Turks host you Hassan Piker said on Twitch that America deserved nine eleven. In response to comments made by Republican Congressman Dan Crenshaw on the Joe 
Uh, wow, that's supposed to be Joe Rogan. My bad. In the Joe Rogan podcast. I, I saw this. I'm like, who's Joe Rogan? Joe Roman. Hell yeah. It's Joe Rogan's evil brother. <laughs> uh, that might be good brother, actually. Um, oh. Pika was suspended from Twitch wow. for a week and all hell broke loose. There you go. It is a it's it is a not okay thing to say. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we can all agree on that. It's it's not a thing that's okay to say. Go. Because people died. Yeah. A lot. And by saying a that, a lot of innocent people died. No. It's, it's yeah. I mean that that's the thing. You could. I guess you could say, like, oh, yeah, it made sense that people didn't like America, and so they would lash out, but you don't say that those people deserve to die. I mean, look, with Saudi Arabia, like, money fucking talks, and it is now talked through both parties. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Obama didn't do much to curtail uh, weapon sales to Saudi Arabia either, like... It, yeah. It's clear that they spend a lot of money. Trump was just the first one to literally say, they buy a lot of guns, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're cool no, with it. No, it's fine. Like, yeah. like, they pay us a lot of money. That That's fine. Yeah. He was, he was just kind of the first fucking idiot to, <laughs> Be to go out it. there. Even even W. Bush knew not to, not to mention the fact that, you know, 20 of the 24 terrorists were from Saudi Arabia and most likely funded in some way by the Saudi Arabian government. And because they're, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call them an ally, a partner, <laughs> definitely. Partner, yes. People ally, that give us money. Yes. Because we make good guns. Like, oh yeah, you know what would really crush those rebels? A fucking cruise missile. You're not wrong. You're, you can't make this shit. But we have so much. Just so much. I want to know what kind of revenue the United States pulls in for weapon sales. I know the defense budget is huge, but, like, I really want to know how much money we make. Like, is it a profit? Are we selling things that, you know, for a loss to these people for political reasons? Like, what is, like, what what do we make for selling these guns everywhere? Because it's not like Saudi Arabia is the only country we sell weapons to. We sell weapons to everyone. I mean... Is there a stat for that somewhere? I can't imagine that would be super accessible. I, I would educate a guess here, but if we're not making money on the weapon sale, I would say that we would then make money on the ensuing uh, regional turmoil that uh, would be ripe for exploitation, that we could then profit from that. I mean, so look, everyone. Yes. Like, uh, wartime... Um, you know, like when when we're at war, billionaires and the rich benefit. Mm -hmm. When we're at peace, billionaires and the rich benefit. Mm -hmm. When we're in a recession, billionaires and the rich benefit. When we're booming, billionaires and the rich benefit. Like I don't understand how people don't necessarily understand that mm -hmm. yet. Like it's very obvious that guess what? <laughs> there's there's some people that are bulletproof, mm -hmm. and you say like, oh, you know. We can make a ton of money by selling weapons to these regions that are at war. And it's like, yeah, we can also make a bunch of money selling shit to these regions that are at peace. Like, it's just, it's all a rigged game, everyone. 
I feel like <laughs> I feel like this is the the point that people point to when I just lost my mind <laughs> and went insane and put on yeah. my tinfoil hat. But like, good lord, it's it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, for for reference, um, the United States military budget in you know for 2019 is 686 billion. I don't have super recent numbers for weapon sales, but in 2017. U.S. sold $55.6 billion <laughs> of weapons, $18 billion of which was to Saudi Arabia, which was their <laughs> largest partner. And I am positive that in the two years since, that number has gone up. So it's 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 a lot of money. Mm. Yeah. I have We're no idea if that's a profit. It's a lot of guns. Revenue. That is a lot of guns. I mean, like I, I will venture to say that most of that money is not just guns because guns are cheap. Those are like fighter jets and helicopters and missiles. Well, you know? maybe not fighter jets. <laughs> no, the the U.S. sells lots of fighter jets. Well, how much is a fighter jet though? Isn't it like three hundred million dollars? Oh yeah. Like it's not going to be that. If it's only eighteen billion to Saudi Arabia, like can't be that many fighter jets in theory. Then. Whoa. Jesus. What is happening? It's <laughs> like an, an attack uh, is going on over there. We're good, probably. Um, yeah. I don't know. Okay, so here, this, this is not involved with Saudi Arabia, but a number that I found is in... Oh, this was yesterday. Shit. Um, the U.S. sold 70 F-16s to Taiwan, which was collectively worth... Eight billion dollars. So that was seventy fighter jets for eight billion dollars. It's uh, it's gonna be a little bit more than that. <laughs> yeah. Eight billion divided by seventy. So yeah, you're looking at one hundred and fifteen million a pop. There. Yeah. Pretty decent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, also, by the way, Hanlin's razor is what I was thinking of. Never attribute to malice that which is adequately explained by stupidity. There we go. Big, big keyword, adequately explained. That's a big dick concept. <laughs> if, if it can be adequately explained. Don't try to, like, bend the truth to make it seem like it was stupidity. But, like, if, you, if it's equally possible... Uh, what are we talking stupidity. about again? <laughs> it's probably stupidity. Like, I think that was just from the dead spin. I don't know. I think there was a mention of Twitch somewhere in there. Oh yeah, no, because uh, the Young Turks guy got kicked off of Twitch for a couple of days because he said America deserved 9-11. And then we were talking about corruption and war and all that shit. Yeah, pretty much. The, the crown prince kills... American residents and yep, that's fine. And possibly people like Jared Kushner are in on it. Ah, yep, blood for profit. In that uh, article about the U.S. weapon sales, there was a video of Trump dancing with a bunch of Saudi Saudi Arabian like military leaders that were holding swords and shit, and he was just dancing in the middle of them. That was really trippy. Mm-hmm. Do we want to talk about Andrew Luck's retirement? For sure. I feel like we're going down a dark hole right now. 
<laughs> well, I mean, this doesn't. This isn't exactly an uplifting story. Uh, yeah. Also true. It's not not uplifting. I mean, I I it's am happy that Andrew Luck was able to get out fairly cleanly when he wanted to. I mean, he. So long story short, Andrew Luck, uh, really good quarterback, uh, retired. You know, yesterday, as of this recording, at uh, the 25th of August. He was 29 years old, um, retired. He had missed the 2017 season with a pretty bad injury, bounced back, became the comeback player of the year winner last season in 2018. He was pretty, pretty phenomenal. And then yesterday, he had a press conference after a preseason game because there were some link, uh, leaks that he was going to retire, and he basically just said, like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm kind of sick of always being in pain and rehabbing, and I just don't enjoy football anymore, and it, I, I shouldn't be here. I'm going to go do something else. Which also I saw today that the Colts had reached the like injury retirement settlement with him like over a week ago, and they just gave him this entire year's salary. All like 24-something million dollars. It was like, just hmm. keep it. Just have it. So, yeah. So it was a good time for him to get out. You know, I mean, like, he, he let them know. Like, the Colts knew he was retiring several days before everyone else did. And they, like, he said, like, I'm going to retire. And they said just, like, because usually if someone retires and their contract has guaranteed money on it, it means that they have to play. Mm-hmm. And they said, ah, that's fine. Go on. We we battered your body pretty hard. You can keep it. Uh, you, I mean, maybe maybe don't put a spin on this that makes the Colts look like the good or the compassionate guys in any capacity. Well, no, I'm not trying to put any sort of spin on it in regards to the Colts. Oh, okay. I think that they kind of ignored their offensive line for a long time, and he took a lot of big hits, and he ran a lot and got hurt pretty bad, and then they realized they needed to protect him, and really invested and now have like one of the best offensive lines in football and it just was too late and he just doesn't want to do it anymore so he's just kind of worn out and sick of it all i mean it's also like new leadership new coach and new general manager compared to like what he had the rest of his career so i guess these aren't the bad guys I guess I've yet to ask the follow-up question to this because I was still just in shock of it. Did the Colts have another quarterback lined up? Like, what are they going to do this season? Yeah, Jacoby Brissett has been their longtime backup, and they signed him to be their starter when Andrew Luck got hurt. And uh, missed all of 2017. He started and was not great. Mm. He was not great, but he wasn't, like, no, he Absolute garbage, we, like, needs to be replaced. People usually describe him as, like, a really good backup. So, we'll, we'll see. We'll see I mean, what like, he is this year. I mean, I, I think the Colts are still a really good team, so maybe after he has some experience, he could play well. We'll see. And they might have to pick up a new quarterback or just get one in the draft next year, but... We'll see how he does. 
That we will. And that will take us firmly into the meme corner. Wario, and by extension, Mario's nipples. They're back. They're missing. Where did they go? If they're back, how can they be missing? They're back in the the nipple controversy is back. Because last time, well, last time Mario had a shirt off, he had nipples, and everyone was like, that's weird. And someone was like, wouldn't it be weird if there was no nipples? And then now Wario doesn't have nipples, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's weird. Is Mario special then? Is he the only one in the universe with nipples? No, they're they're backtracking. You know, they're just... (laughs) Yeah, they might be retconning. Mario might not have nipples next time. We don't know. Next time. (laughs) I I need this consistency in my life. It's it's very crucial. Dr. Robotnik has nipples. Oh, yeah. He's next to them. (laughs) I mean... Clearly not the same species. I don't think Jim Carrey would have taken on the role if nipples weren't involved. Yeah. Nothing. All right. Sure. That was a bad joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> if if Jim Carrey was known for nipples, then maybe. You guys have any memes? I don't think so. None that I can remember. Andrew, you see anything? Do I, do I see anything about the nipples? Anything meme-y. Not really. Um, there's a, a small-time meme going around where it's... I mean, I'm sure you've seen it, Lucas, so maybe you know what anime it's from. It's like a dude... It's it's like a classroom of some sort, and it's a dude with red hair sitting, like, staring straight forward, and then someone with blue hair, like, staring directly at his face right next to him. Have you, have you seen that, Lucas? Are you... And then the caption is like when, like, when I'm at the doctor with my mom, and the doctor asks if I'm sexually active or something like that, and then it's the, the staring. I mean, that's been applied to like a couple of different things, especially stuff in anime. But I think you're talking about Death Note, which you've seen an episode of that. Yeah, I saw an episode of Death Note. I don't know what this is. Uh, are you sure it's not Death Note? It, it might be. I, I don't know. I, That's why I'm asking you. I don't... I mean, it's... Memes are iterative, man. Like, it, it's probably Death Note, but it could be from a different anime. I don't know. Do you have it? Like... I'm... Uh, typed in Death Note staring meme. Um, I mean, it definitely looks like the same guy, but I'm not finding the meme. Let's see if there was the the hmm. there was the big fat cat, Mr. B or whatever. Oh yeah, he was around. The <laughs> was what was it like twenty five pounds? I just sent you. I just sent you yeah. the thing in Facebook Messenger. I am pulling it. Uh, yeah, that's Death Note. Okay. That's Death Note. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, well, the Death Note meme. That's what I've seen lately. 
They only the knew original, the original Mr. B tweet was from the Morris Animal Refuge. OMG, big boy Mr. B is a chonk. He's a chonk of a chonk. He redefines the term. Can you guess how much he weighs? More importantly, can you give him a home? Adopt this jumbo-sized package of fluff and love. Please, RT, to help this sad-eyed guy find happiness. Somebody hire that person as their social media coordinator right the fuck now. He is a chonk. Chonk. Apparently he was on, like, the morning shows and stuff. He's a big boy. Can you, can you send this to me? Because I have not seen this. Oh, you haven't seen Mr. B? No. You haven't seen the chonk? I, I would say that was what I saw. Apparently is getting adopted. Holy he, shit. He crashed the site. <laughs> that is a big fucking cat. Yeah. I think he the crashed their website from all the people wanting to adopt him. <laughs> so that's cool. Can you guess how much he weighs? That's a... 40 pound cat. I think it was 26, is what oh, they actually said. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm not good at guessing weight. You don't really have a frame for a cat that size, though. Yeah. He does kind of have sad eyes. He's <laughs> like, moving is pain. Yeah. That, that, that kind of became a meme. His people, like, posting a picture of him sitting in a chair, looking sad, <laughs> and then using that for their for their life alright Lucas tell us about Fire Emblem um okay so the time skip happened uh all of the characters are hot now um no all of them all of them wow well, all the playable ones at least I there's still some ugly bad guys um and then uh, yeah, I decided to go the fourth story route where you're rebelling against the church. And it seems like a bunch of my friends in the game, like, low-key killed a bunch of corrupt nobles off-screen. Uh, and it turns out the Pope in the game is also a dragon. Um, and it's kind of like a thing online right now that, no, don't pick the route that... Where, where you're fighting against the church that's just you being brainwashed into thinking the church is evil which I find hilarious because that's what that volunteer couple in my Sunday school classes said Democrats were doing to trick me into thinking the church was evil right before they said gay people are responsible for natural disasters so um while I think that is hilarious, I do want to point out to the audience that the exact note that you have in the planning document is the time skipped just happened and, oh god, all of my students are hot now. Yes. <sighs> Lucas. They're all hot bisexual idiots and I'll protect them. Oh my god. This fucking game. Uh, also, yes, I am firmly in the route where I will kill God. Uh, and of course, when I say that, I mean that in the uh, kind of Nietzschean uh, thought experiment where society doesn't really need religion as a unifier once it gets to a developed state and having it around only leads to corruption and inefficiency. 
It'd be ridiculous if you actually killed God in this game because it fused with the Avatar and God made your hair just a gross seafoam green color. What the fuck? In response to me or are you looking at something? Yeah, no, no, in response to you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you're going to have to be more specific. <laughs> <laughs> That whole thing. Like, oh, yeah, no, like, I, I fused with God, you know, right after talking about, like, nihilist concepts. And then, you know, like, oh, yeah, no, like, when I fused with God, it made my hair gross. I mean, I would think That's what that... happens. Yeah. Andrew, when you fuse with a God, your hair becomes gross. Jeez. You know? It's like you've I mean... never read the Amorticon or whatever. Andrew, it's like... Goku's hair is a different color when he transforms into Super Saiyan God. Come on, it's you know also this. a different color when he changes into every other thing. <laughs> yeah, you get stronger. Like what happens when you fuse with God, and your hair turns a different color. I don't. Right? Get it together, Andrew. Brian, am I taking crazy pills? I, you know, in all of my experience of fusing with gods. Yeah, I mean, my hair always changes colors. I don't know. What color is it right now? I'm not a god. Oh. But every time I've fused with one... What, what colors oh have you had boy. before? Oh, uh, you wouldn't understand. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, I don't want to blow a your head apart. mortal yeah. brain like yours couldn't so, comprehend these colors. So there's a... Yeah, there's a regular spectrum of light that you, you mortals can see, and then... Yeah, the God, God spectrum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, Andrew, I did get the copy of Dead Cells that you got me for uh, for my birthday. So I will check that out this week and report back next time we do the podcast. Well, happy birthday. Thank you. June 24th was fun. <laughs> I It was a pre-order. I told him I got it for him and that it would take a while to get there. <laughs> Oh boy. How was the modern warfare? Uh, uh, wow. Fuck me. How was the modern warfare, Alpha? It's fun. I mean, I'm not going to get the game. <laughs> but, you know, I wanted to give it a chance, and I knew that PlayStation 4 had a, like, an exclusive alpha for that. Uh, it's, like, it's called Gunfight. It's like the 2v2. You get one life, and there's six rounds kind of deal with the really small maps it, it's fun it's i don't know it's not engaging enough to to like warrant buying the game in my opinion it plays pretty well um it's it's something that i did where like a couple different times over the last two days it's like oh i've got 15 minutes to kill before i have to do this thing or like oh my laundry's going to be done soon i got 10 minutes and i played one match and then turned it off and i was good so, I've played it a couple of times since then, and I don't know, it's just, it's fun, but it's, to me, it's just not fun enough to get the game. It's just Call of Duty with more visceral recoil, <laughs> in my opinion. So, like, every iteration of Call of Duty. Yeah, I just and, like, I just feel like the guns kick more, and that's, like, the big difference between this and the other games. I know it's supposed to be like a reboot, and they keep saying it plays like totally different. I see a lot of people on the internet saying that, like, oh, it, it, you can't even tell it's a Call of Duty game, but it just is. There's just more recoil. 
<laughs> Ryan, you checking anything out? Yeah, I just started The Boys on Amazon. Oh, shit. Um, the evil superhero show. Um, it's good. It's most... I think I'm coasting on the concept right now. Like, it hasn't paid off too much yet, but I do think that the concept is really original, fresh, and fun to watch. So, I'm enjoying it. I if I if From what I heard of it, um, so the boys aren't the superheroes. The boys yeah. are the people who... Like, if the superheroes ever like get too sociopathic, they they step in and try to try to take them out, right? It's mostly yeah, just the ragtag group of humans that are trying to take down the superheroes because they are all like without fault evil. <laughs> They're all terrible people. Like, it's basically like how people picture like evil politicians. Isn't like it just when like they if think the, the whole system's corrupt, except for it's without yeah. Exception. Isn't it like the Avengers if it was Mad Men or something? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Avengers if it was. I don't know. House of Cards, or am I giving them too much credit? <laughs> Even House of Cards, there's like good characters. Like all of oh. them are like without fault. They have dark secrets and are terrible. So. I don't know. I think it's the power goes to their head. So, yep. Cool. Uh, how many episodes are you in on that? Um, halfway through the first season. So, starting episode five, probably right after this podcast. Nice. <laughs> uh, I'm probably going to watch the new episode of The Righteous Gemstones tonight. Mm. And, oh shit, Andrew, have you been keeping up on Final Space? Uh, no, Jade and I just mentioned that right before the podcast start. Like, we missed the last two weeks. We've just been kind of all over the place, and we're going to watch that right after the podcast. Shit's getting real. All right. Jordan. I'm happy to hear it. it, it I, I don't know. I, I think Final Space is better when it does more cosmic sci-fi than grounded Star Trek sci-fi. Yeah. And the last couple episodes have been more cosmic stuff. Okay. And, that, and I, I think that's just the difference between Final Space and, like, Star Trek or something. Final Space is animated, so the trippier stuff they can pull off a lot better and have more fun with it. They don't have to it. try to keep it grounded and realistic. Yeah. Cool. All right. Anything else, or are we running out of gas? Sounds like that's about it. Fuck yeah. Thank you so much for listening to whatever episode this was of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast. Be sure to like this episode, uh, subscribe to it, leave a rating if you're so inclined, and also check us out on Patreon, and please support us there. www.patreon.com backslash voluntary underscore viewing. We also have an email if you want to reach out to us with questions or business opportunities. There were a lot of places we could put an ad in this episode, and we'd probably be pretty good about that. Um, Andrew, say, say, say how much you like a Starbucks product. Wow. You know, sometimes in the morning, I just need to pick me up because we all live in a depressing oppressive capitalist society that drains us of all our joy and tells us that's how it's supposed to be so 
when I want a caffeinated, fruity, sweet drink, I always go to Starbucks because they tell me to. Did you hear that, companies? We could be doing that for you. Aha. Uh-huh. And just let us know if you want us to do that. Uh, voluntaryviewing at gmail.com. Otherwise, follow us on Twitter at V2 underscore podcast. And then check me out on Twitter at LucasTheWriter because got got a lot of fun writing stuff on there and also being excited about nerdy shit. And if you want to pay me to write or talk about either of those, I'm down. Do it. Yeah. Please. I, I don't know where I'm going with this bit. We should probably do a clap sync, though. <laughs>